Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello and welcome, my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here live on the air with me. I am always so grateful for you, for each one of you, for listening to my show live, archived, and also for downloading the show on iTunes. I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. Just a quick introduction. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. Some of the areas that affect our life are as follows but not limited to our personal growth, professional growth, money, finances, spirituality, health, fitness, and also overall the quality of life. On this show, we have guests that come and help me along the way, and sometimes I host the show solo. Before I bring on my guests, I would like to set my intention as usual. My intention of doing this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's all up to you. All I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your right, your life, so make the decision that is right for you. My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyria.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information. You can also email me at coachria, one word, at gmail.com. That's coachria at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way. It's my pleasure to introduce you to today's guest, best-selling author Jeff Rivera. Jeff is an author of Forever My Lady, He's also inspirational media personality. He has appeared on national television, radio, as well as in print, from Forbes.com to Boston Globe, Publisher Weekly, TMZ, WABC, WNBC, WCBS, SITV, American Latino, as well as NPR. National Public Radio. Jeff had also written for Entertainment Weekly, Media Bistro, Gallery Cast, Publishing Perspective, Digital Book World, Examiner, American Chronicle, School Library Journal, and Hoffington Post. And he also been invited to speak and inspire groups all over the world, from South Carolina to Nigeria. He has been on panel discussion for the Library Journal, Author Gold, 
and Harlem Book Fair and many others. Please help me welcome our guest, Jeff Rivera. Jeff, 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 thank you for being here, my friends. My pleasure, and thank you for having me. Well, it's it's my pleasure to have you. Um, well, I guess I uh, have to start by saying, you know, I thank you for being here. And the second is, um, what a great resume. I mean, you've been everywhere, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really an honor for me to have you here on my show. So thank you. Well, that's the, I appreciate that. You know, it's been a long time coming to build that resume. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, and that's what I like to jump in because we love to be inspired here on this show. That's what this show is about, right? So tell us a little bit about your journey. I know it's been really tough for you, and here you are now, a picture of success. I love that. Well, thank you very much. I think, well, first of all, success is in the eye of the beholder, but exactly. um, I, I think that um, – I am continuing to do what I love and what I'm passionate about. So if that is viewed as a success, then, you know, I'll welcome it. But, um, you know, I didn't start out, you know, doing what I love to do at all. I mean, now I live a great life, you know, along the resume that you have just read. <laughs> I uh, I also, uh, you know, live here in Costa Rica, and it's beautiful here, and I, mm-hmm. I get up when I want to get up, and I don't work for anyone in particular, and... Um, that was always a great dream for me to be able to do that um, and to to make money, to make money so that I didn't have to be on welfare and food stamps and all, all those sort of things. But, you know, when I started out um, as a writer, I started out in the first grade and, um, you know, it was sort of an outlet for me to express myself. I had, I grew up with my big sister and my little brother and we were, we, we grew up in what I like to call American poverty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see a lot of poverty that's, you know, in a place like even here in Costa Rica or other third world countries, but people oftentimes do not like to show the fact that America is experiencing levels of poverty as well. And we were definitely uh, students of that (laughs) for a while. Uh, There were times when we had absolutely nothing but a bag of cornmeal and uh, a jar of mayonnaise and I say that uh, not to exaggerate, but that's literally all we had. And a lot of times people say, oh, you're exaggerating, or, oh, that can't, couldn't have been really that bad. But, yeah, it really was that bad. I remember one time we had my godmother come and visit us, and I was so embarrassed because we had nothing to offer. I mean, literally, the cupboards were bare, and we had just that bag of cornmeal. And But, you know, you, you learn there's things you can make out of cornmeal. <laughs> you can bake right. it, you can fry it, you can boil it, you know. You can make it different um, ways, but, you know, have a different dish out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, 101, that should be my next book, 101 ways. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, but we learned all of them, probably all, all 101 ways. But um, And there were times we didn't even have sugar to, to, you know, to make, you know, porridge or whatnot out of it. So, I mean, it was just really bad. And what was so bad about it is not just being hungry, but um, seeing the people around us that were you know, living much better and having friends that had, you know, two-story houses and had uh, brand-new clothes and brand-new shoes. And it was a really big deal, um, you know, being a kid, you know, wanting the nice things and just not being able to have it. So it was really hard. Um, I remember one time that my brother, actually my sister and I, we won a coloring contest, and and the prize was to be able to go to Omni, which is a uh, museum Mm -hmm. in, in, in 
and to be able to see the Muppets and see how they were kind of constructed and see how, you know, we were just like so excited. And we won this contest, we won the, the tickets, but we couldn't afford the bus ticket that was less than a dollar each to go to Portland and see them. That's how broke we were. And we were so disappointed. That is, you know, I mean, obviously, we we know a lot of people go through, you know, poverty and 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 uh, um, tough time, you know, growing up. But what kind of mindset did you have? You know, how did you, you know, believe in yourself? And you said, you know what, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, at what point did you realize, you know, that things will change? Well, I think that success. Um, is in my DNA. I just can't even imagine not continuing to go forth. Um, I call it the gift of poverty oh. because being being poor, being uh, experiencing poverty gave me tremendous gifts that I still use today. Um, I was forced to be the optimistic one in the family because everyone else was down, and I just was not having it. You know, right. I had to be the one that was lifting everyone up. So I, it became a pattern for me. That was one gift. Um, the other gift was being able to uh, be able to be frugal and be able to stretch that dollar and get as much as you could out of that dollar. Um, that was another gift. An- another gift was being forced to be creative uh, and thinking outside the box because we didn't have a lot of resources. And those are three gifts, and I could go on, that I carry with me today uh, that help me in business and in creativity so that I can really expand, um, you know, whether it's doing marketing or publicity or promoting my book in some way, in a way that won't cost me anything or next to nothing. And to be able to teach and inspire other people to be able to do the same. Because I think that a lot of times people use money as an ex- as an, as an excuse not right. to succeed. Uh, I remember that when I was probably in my early 20s, actually probably was only 17 or 18, I started working in the entertainment um, world, doing extra, you know, casting and um, being extra in movies. And this, I, I, at the time, I thought it would be great to maybe open a talent agency or something at some point. And I was talking to this one actor on the set. He was a really nice guy. He was an older guy, older than me at the time. He was probably only a ripe old age of 23. But um, <laughs> that was old for me. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said, you know, that if you want to do it, just go and do it. But I said, I don't have the money. He said, you know, people use money as an excuse. I didn't get it at that point. But mm-hmm. that stayed with me for years, and now I know it more. So if there's any listeners right now who want to accomplish something and they think that, oh, I can't because I don't have the money for it, I can tell you firsthand that that's just, just an excuse and that there are more ways than than ever before nowadays with social media to connect to people who will help you on your journey, and it won't cost you a penny, not a penny. You know, the thing about this, to add to what you said, and I, I'm actually taking notes, I, I always do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I pause some time, I, I love what you were saying. But just to add to what you just said, I think the key is that, you know, always we always find excuses why we can't, you know, we always say, oh, because of this, because of that. I think the key here is really to step out of our own comfort zone, to get out of the box, out of the, the routine way of doing things and, and step out of those old beliefs that somebody tells you you have to, you know, um, you need this and money doesn't grow on tree and all these beliefs that are just basically stopping you in your own place. 
you know, for moving forward. Um, you know, just to add to that, because that's that's so true. I mean, you know, we all use excuses and, you know, and, and money could be one of them. Well, I can't do this. And social media, like you said, um, it's a great way to reach out to people. And I have to tell you, I opened myself up and I, the, the things that come to me, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. And that's, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's by doing it, not by, uh, you know, wishing for it. Um, and I just want to add to one more thing. You know, we are friends on Facebook, and <laughs> I've been, mm-hmm. since uh, the beginning of this year, I've been making it my intention. I write in my journal. I teach my clients to write in journal. This is something that I practice in my coaching. But I do it myself. But I have been very persistent on wanting to try to get a book and write every single night. And I see you on Facebook inspiring people. Well, who's, who else is up writing? Let's do this or whatever. And, you know, 5,000 <laughs> words. And I'm like, I wanted to respond. But at the same time, I'm like, no, Rhea, focus on your writing. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so cool because, you know, you inspire people, you know, to do these things. And, and, um, and that is great. So that takes me to the second question or maybe, I don't know, a third question now. So what is, What's behind, what's the inspiration? I mean, what really inspired Jeff Rivera? Um, that's a great question. A lot of things inspire me, depending on, on what I'm doing. But I, I just I get inspired um, by the journey, you know, um, by enjoying the journey of, of, of success. Uh, not just getting there, wherever there is, because you never really, really get there, because once you get there, you have something else. So uh, I remember reading an interview with Oprah, she said she doesn't see herself as successful. And I'm like, why? And she had said in the interview that um, she has never felt like she's really gotten there. She's always reaching for something greater and and expanding herself. So I can understand that. Um, I I think I get inspired by the work. So if it might be maybe a children's book or, um, or, uh, you know, a book I'm writing for new adults or whatnot, it's something that um, I love being entrenched in that world that I've created, I love the response from the readers when they say that they're in touch or they laughed or something about a book that I've written. I mean, that really inspires me to keep on going. And I get inspired just by doing the work. So even if nobody likes it, I just love, you know, being sort of entrenched in that in that world and 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 enjoy the process of writing. To just doing it, you know, you don't think yeah. about the, 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 the how or you don't think about what happened. It's just you do it because that's what you've been inspired to do. And right. that's great. It. It's, fun. it's fun. You know, it's part of, it's you know, for me, writing is like breathing. It's something that I, it's, it's part of what I do. And if I lost my hands, got, you know, knock on Flamica, that never happens. Uh, but I would still be able to create, through you know, you know, dictating the stories, you know, or, um, I'd always be creating in my mind uh, new stories. Stories are a great way to to, to tell a message and and let people know um, what you want to say about the world. Um, we're always telling stories, whether they're fictional stories or they're mm-hmm. true stories that happen to us today or a moment in time. People love and and they love to connect with stories. And that's so true. And and uh, you know when I'm writing now, I mean I'm not. I I, I need a lot of help with writing because you've probably heard that I have a little bit of accent, so I can speak. But writing sometimes it's a little little difficult for me. But I still do though. I write and I write and I write. And uh, 
But anyhow, uh, and now I lost my thought. But what I was going to say, my inspiration, <laughs> it comes from a different thing. You know, so I just like something happened that kind of brought an insight to me, and I just like jog it down on on paper, um, and uh, or I record it or something like that. But I noticed that you actually used to be you used to write a lot of fictional um, books and novels, and you switched to children's books, which. I mean, and to me, it's amazing because I read, you know, um, one of your book, um, uh, Oh, Mommy, I Think I Flushed My Brother Down the Toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask you this because this is really wonderful thing, first of all, to be writing for kids. And and I know the age appropriate, I think I read that was like from four to eight or something like that. Teacher recommended. Yeah, but what made you make that shift? And, and, And so tell me, tell me and tell us. Actually, you know when you're when you when you have something in your mind, a lot of times um, you'll get little clues along the way, maybe even years in advance. And so people get to tell me, "Oh, you'd be really good at kids' books." Or when you write, write something for kids, I mean, all over and over again. And I just, I'm a big kid. You know, my partner Giovanni and I were not big kids. We have, I have, you know, remote control helicopters and watch cartoons. That. You know, I'm mean, just like, I have, I have a little matchbox car in front of me. I have, I mean, I'm just like a big kid. And I think that I wanted to write something for my 12 nieces and nephews that they could actually read and understand and, and uh, would be appropriate for them. So uh, that really inspired me to write. And now I haven't given up other types of writing, but I just sort of added to my Resume. repertoire <laughs> yeah, um, that I also like to write kids' books. And I find that it's, you know, they're shorter books, so they don't take so long, and they're fun, and my first book that I wrote is on mommy. I think I flushed my brother down the toilet, and um, that one just took me about an hour to write, so it didn't take long. Whereas my first novel took me, I think, I think it took me a month. I don't remember how long. I think it took me a month or two. It didn't take me long at all um, to write. But it's fun to write kids' books because they don't take long, and you can get more kids' books done. You could probably write uh, ten kids' books. Um, for every regular novel that you write, so it's fun right. to more out the world, and it's just great to connect to you know young ages and inspire them at an early age, so that they can grow up with some of the foundation that maybe we didn't get when we were younger, you know. Right. So that's uh, it's, great. It's a fun thing. Yeah, that's great. I just like to share what other was saying about your um, your books and from Jackie Collins, Stanley, the creator of Spider Man. Jackie said. Uh, I'm sorry, the title is Oh Mommy, I Think I Flushed My Brother Down the Toilet is where skillful wit and good storytelling comes together into one fun-filled read. And Stanley said, Jeff Riviera certainly deserve a prize for the most imaginative title of the year or any. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, um, of course, uh, the New York Times, Zane 26. Uh, Time New York Times bestselling author said, I look forward to more children's books from Mr. Rivera. He is an amazing author, and you sure are. And like I said before oh, on the you. show, I felt the connection with you. I mean, it's like I've known you for a long time just through your work and some of the stuff that I, I looked up on you. And, uh, you know, the, the, the teaching, the inspiration, you know, courses that you take, and I know you work with kids as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other things that you do besides writing? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am going to be doing more teaching and coaching online. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a video series on my website, which is jeffrivera.com. 
I won't be doing any campaigns for people anymore. Um, I decided to really focus as much as I can as a full-time author, full-time novelist, and uh, any type of things I'll do for other people will be more like teaching, um, but more like a video series and workshops and Google Hangouts, that sort of thing, but I won't be doing the campaigns for people. Um, I've done them for many people, many celebrities and big authors, and they're fun to work with people who are high profile, but and, and they pay really well, <laughs> but... Um, I just thought to myself, like, how much more money do I need, you know, to do what I want to do, which is to just sit home and write, you know? I mean, really, you just need enough to, to cover your most basic expenses, um, which in my case means having a housekeeper because if I don't, then the place is going to be a gigantic junkyard. Um, <laughs> but um, right. having, you know, a roof over your head, food on the table, your lights on, your basic necessities, at least a pen and pad if you don't have the, the – funding for a computer or to go to the library and use their computer, just the basics of what you need, um, how much more do you need? So uh, to do, it's sort of like that. that Jeff, I have to interrupt you for a second here. You live in Costa Rica. Yeah, I live in Costa Rica. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it can't get any better. I've been to Costa Rica a couple of times. I love Costa Rica. So, I mean, if you just have what you need, the basic things, you know, I can Mm -hmm. understand what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, even if you live in the ghetto or you live in somewhere, you know, um, in the middle of the country somewhere uh, and you barely have you know, electricity, if you just have the basics that you need to accomplish what you, you want, that's all that really matters. Um, anything extra, you know, is just, you know, icing nice. on the cake. Yes, you know? exactly. And, it's nice, but not, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's true. I mean, but some people, just they live on icing. That's all they do is all they eat is icing. And they're so covered in icing that they're not getting any nutrients at all. <laughs> so, well, I mean, um, in Costa Rica, I mean, I don't know if things have changed. It's been, you know, like five years since I've been there. And I know, like, you know, the, the, the average income is so low. And people are happy. I've never met a single Costa Rican person that was unhappy. And they are, we're not even talking about wealthy people. Um, you know, I went to the downtown San Jose. Somebody had told me about a place to get my hair done. And it was like in these alleys and stuff like that. I would never have found it if it wasn't for the hotel that I was staying at, you know, the, the driver who took me there. But the guy waited for me, and, and he was so happy. And he just, you know, and he told me he, like, he works like 14 hours a day. And he's content. He has no complaint, no frown on his face, nothing. Right. You know, it's so, I mean, my point, what I'm trying to say, I mean, you know, sometimes we, we overextend ourselves for no reason, and we... We really don't appreciate what we have, and and I think it's uh, that's a problem with you know unfortunately with some some people. Um, therefore, they can yeah. never be happy, right? Right. I mean, you, and you don't need to live in Costa Rica to be happy. You can live. <clears throat> I mean, I grew up in Hillsborough, Oregon. Excuse me. <coughs> I lived all over the country. It really doesn't matter where you live. Absolutely no. Yeah. I'm gonna go grab some water real quick. I apologize. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna take a break. We'll we'll bring you right back. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. And you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.
my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. Our guest today is Jeff Rivera, an award-winning young adult fiction author and debut children book author, which we'll be talking about. A popular inspirational media personality has written for Entertainment Weekly, Hockerton Post, School Library Journal, and many other national outlets. He's been on national TV, radios, and much more. Thank you so much for being here again, Jeff. Well, a pleasure to have you here. Really excited. Thank you. Really excited to be here. (laughs) Oh, it's so exciting. And you know what? Everything has been spontaneously done, no no scripting, nothing. And, uh, you know, this is how the show is about. And uh, you you sort of leaded it into, you know, every question. So I have to tell you. (laughs) Okay. That's great. It's been great. Okay. What's that? Something up there. I wanna, you brought something up that was rather interesting. You said that you were working on a book and that, you know, maybe English is not your first language. You can speak fine, but maybe writing isn't. And I think that might be the case for a lot of the listeners here. So I have a tip for those who really would like to write a book, but maybe they don't feel like they're a strong writer, but they're a better speaker. Mm-hmm. One way you can get around that is you can actually just record yourself talking, and then you can have it transcribed. And that can be your first draft. And you can record yourself talking for free. I think Windows has a free program there. But you can also, yeah, you can can download um, a program that's also free. It's called Audacity, and you can Google Mm -hmm. that. Uh, It's spelled A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, I I believe. Um, And then once you have recorded that, you can get a transcriptionist. And you can either literally type it yourself if you want to save money, or you can go to a website called Fiverr.com, and that's spelled F-I-V as in Victor, E-R-R.com. There's two R's there. F-I, F as in Frank, I, V as in Victor, E-R as in Robert, R as in Robert.com. And you can find a transcription that's there for $5. You can get somebody to do like 20 minutes of audio that you've recorded, or sometimes even more. And then you'll have at least the first draft that you can look at, and you can start you know, working with that. So... Um, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Remember, with today in um, with ebooks, the books don't have to be very long. Right. So you can divide one book up into several books, and then you've got, you know, and then um, so another thing you can do, and that I suggest, is that if you need an editor or if you need someone to help you with your English, is that you start creating your fans before your book is out and ask people for. And they'll give you feedback, or they'll actually make the corrections for you. So there's ways around it without costing really anything um, to be able to get around, um, you know, that issue. Can I share something with you, um, Jeff? Well, actually, this was supposed to be a surprise. I've been working on this project for a while, but since I know my strength is speaking, I actually um, my book hopefully keeping my finger crossed. My audio book will be published hopefully this Friday. And it's a five-hour long audiobook that I'm working on transcripted again, you know, as well. So it will be in uh, in a book format. Um, but I'm very excited about it because, you know, I figure since this is my strength, I can do this. And I've been working on it for a few months now, and it's coming to life. So it's it's just to me, it's I'm I'm so thrilled about it. So. Well, congratulations, and I think that your accent is part of your strength, and it's yes. what makes you different. Yeah. And it's what people are like, oh, that's right. You know, it's Rio, the one with the accent, you know. So yeah. that's what makes me stand out because if you sounded like everybody else, right. they're like, they probably w- you wouldn't stand out. So I think it's a great thing. 
Well, that's one of the things, you know, and I hope everybody think about that, you know, as well. Don't don't look to to see what other people do in in, in to you know to sort of compete with them. I you know I've been hosting this show for almost three years, and I really never ever hardly ever check and see what other people are doing because I know what I'm doing, and I do what I can do the best in the best way possible. And I know what my mission is, what my intention is of doing the show. So I just do it. And that's exactly my philosophy with the book. You know, I, I, I'm delivering really quality products in this book, in this audio book. And I hope, you know, it could be a great, you know, good use to many people who are trying to, you know, move forward in their life in the different areas. And, you know, as you probably heard in the beginning about some of the areas, you know, that affect our life. And so I, you know, to me, you know, I wanted to deliver something and, 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 and try to be creative, getting out of the box. And that's what you're about. And that's what I like about you because, you know, you use creativity, not competition, you know, in, invention, inventing something new, you know, invent, reinvent yourself if you need to. But think about what you, um, you know, um, and, and so talk about books. Let's shift a little bit about books right now. So. Mm-hmm. Some of the tips that you mentioned, I know I've heard you saying, he said, um, um, Jeff said, building uh, author platform is the key, right? Uh, and you yeah. said it through through fans, you know, getting your fan before you publish. And you also talked about, you know, it's a business first and art second. Can you elaborate a little bit about that more? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, it, you have to first of all know what your objective is. Is it to sell more books or is it to get an agent? Is it to get published by a traditional publisher? You need to know that first because depending on your route, um, depending on your goal, you're going to go a different route. So uh, a platform, an author platform for an agent is really different than what will sell your book. Um, it, it, for For an agent, it's almost an illusion of a platform that they want you know that you are active on social media and that you, you've been on the media and that kind of thing. But what a, what a publisher wants is like, okay, that's great and all, but can you sell books? You right. know, so um, and those are two different things. Um, but uh, as far as creating a fan base before you've even written one word, um, one way that you can do that, let's say that you ha- let's say you're a romance author. You can actually go to a site like goodreads.com and you can find some romances that are similar to the type of romances that you write and find readers there who like those romances, those who gave it one star all the way up to five stars, and start connecting with them, asking them questions, befriending them. And then at some point, when you're thinking about which idea you want to work with, asking them feedback and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about writing either a love um, romance, you know, set in Egypt and, or maybe a romance set in New York. Which one do you think I should do? And here's a little bit of the story. And start getting feedback from that point on. And then, okay, I come up with an outline. Here's where I'm thinking the direction I should go to. What do you think? You know, do you think I should go this direction or that direction? So you're getting feedback. And uh, all the way to the first, in the first chapter or so, you know, like, oh, here's my first chapter. What do you think? Getting feedback, making the changes appropriate. Wash, rinse, and repeat for however many fans you want to create in really um, building a list, an Excel list, Excel file, Google Docs, whatever, of those people in their contact information so that by the time that the book is completed, because you've listened to the feedback from your um, fans, the book is as perfect as it can be, and you already have fans ready to go. Um, right. They're poised and ready to, to be your first Amazon reviewers. They're poised and ready to buy your book or spread the word about your book. So 
that's one way that you can build a fan base uh, from the very beginning before you even, you know, have written one word. Well, Jeff, on your in, in on your website, you offer some tips as well, right? Like, do you, you know, I mean, I went to your website, jeffrivera.com. Do you offer some writing tips and some other things that people? Oh can? yeah, I have lots okay. of tips. A lot of writing tips on there, a lot of promotion tips on there, and you can sign up for the newsletter as well and, and get them delivered directly to your inbox. So I encourage people to do that. The newsletter, of course, is free. The information on the site is free. And I'm like I said, I'm going to be creating um, a video series which will not be free, but it will be very um, affordable and it will be in-depth. And I'll be talking directly to you through the camera, so I'll mm-hmm. be hunting. And uh, it'll be kind of a great, if you really want in-depth, you know, tips on, for example, how to do what I just told you about about the Goodreads thing, I'll be doing a video series on that and other things in, in, in some time. Um, so that'll be another resource for people to learn at their own pace, at their own time. So if it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you want to take a video course, you should be able to be able to do that, you know, by going to jeffrevere.com when I have it together. So in the meantime, I've got enough content on there to last you a lifetime. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I was I was looking at that. You do. You definitely do. So, again, uh, Jeff's website is www.jeffrevere. Uh, and I'm going to spell it because, you know, my R is always uh, <laughs> rolling. <laughs> it's R like Robert, I as in Ice, B as in Victor, E as in Edward, R as in Robert, Aria, <laughs> A as in Apple, uh, .com. And, uh, yeah, he has a lot of great tips and, and, and uh, helpful inspirational uh, um, tips as well. I, I see you post a lot of things. And so you um, – what do you what what kind of work do you do with kids now? I mean, I know you write in some children books, but do you um do you put some events together? I mean, anything that you like to share with us on the air? Well, I do a lot of Skype um readings with kids all over oh. the world, so I will get, I talked to a lot of classrooms. So, for example, yesterday I spoke with a classroom in Ohio. I believe they were in Dayton, Ohio. And I did. I read a portion of the sequel to the first book, and they really liked it. And I got feedback from it from them about it, and that was a lot of fun. So I do a lot of that and, and do inspirational talks for young people um, via Skype from the comfort of my home, which is a great thing. And I started doing more Google Hangouts because I seem to like that mm-hmm. a little bit better. A lot of things you can do that. It's also free for those who are um, considering you should Google Google Hangout, and you can do Google Hangout Plus Air, which broadcast. It's like having your YouTube as well, right? Because it broadcasts yeah. your video to YouTube, which is a great way to promote yourself. Right. And so people can watch you live while you're doing your interview or your class or whatever you're doing. You can share the screen and teach something or do a workshop with them. Uh, there's a lot of really fun things you can do with it. And it's free. So a lot of the resources that people might need to, to uh, create their own platform or to promote their books or to collaborate and crowdsource information is 100% free, and you just need your time. And that doesn't have to take all day long. You can do something in 30 minutes a day if that's all that you have. Right. But I'm guaranteeing that when you turn the TV off and you stop playing on the Internet, you probably have a lot more time than you think, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have, to sh- I have to agree with you, actually, um, because the way I'm doing it now with my writing, I do it before I go to bed. And, of course, no TV, nothing. And I always say, oh, you know, I write for half an hour, even if I write a page, you know, a day. I'm okay with that. I mean, what's today? It's March 6th. I have 200 pages already. And so when you start writing, 
you know, and I'm sure I haven't done any research and any add-on or anything like that that I want to insert in the book. So I can pretty much have a book already, you know, yeah. that it's ready to be, you know, uh, going to editing and all the stuff. But uh, so if you can share on the air with our listener, um, people always say, you know, we know that you need to have a niche. You know, you need to know exactly who your audience, you know, who you, you know, what topic are you, do you want to talk about? But some people say, I don't know. I don't know what my niche is. What do you tell these people? Well, I think they should pick one, even if you don't know, and start small, and then you can expand from there. A lot of the times, there's two mistakes that authors make, and entrepreneurs, too, or anyone else who's trying to reach and communicate with people, is they might say, for example, in the case of the book, oh, my book is for everybody. Well, that's not going to sell the book. You need to really pick one niche or group of people, and then from there you can expand beyond that, absolutely, but really start hyper-focusing. Um, another thing I suggest people Google is a article that was written years ago called 10,000 Fans, and Seth Godin did um, a version called 1,000 Fans, and the argument was if you have 10,000 fans and each of them gave you $5, Per year, that's $50,000, and that's more than enough to live on for most people. Um, but imagine if they gave you $10 each, you know? Um, or imagine if you only got 1,000 people and each of them gave you $100 per year. That's $100,000. So that's really, you know, you can you can live very comfortable without having to reach millions of people. So even if you are, you know, um, you really are passionate about turtles and turtles in Africa, and you can find a thousand people who are also equally passionate about turtles in Africa, and you um, know more than anybody because you've done all the research and you have turtles from Africa in your backyard, um, you could find a thousand people and, and teach them how to take care of them, how to breed them, how to feed them, you know, how to make them happy in some way, how to train them. And I'm sure on, on the six billion people on Earth, you can find a thousand people. And how do you find them? Online, mm-hmm. on Facebook. You know, you can find them by just lots of groups. In fact, I'm going to go right now. I bet anything I can find a group. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. This is unscripted. Um, can, can I share with you while you're looking something else? Sure. That I, it, it comes to mind. I was actually I was taught by somebody in the marketing because I offer marketing too. Um, mm-hmm. it, they said to check and see what's trending on Google. You know, I mean, Google is is the place to go for search, right? You search a lot of things, and you can find right. everything on Google. And and so when you start typing a word, you know, just something came to my to your mind. You know, when the arrow will open up underneath the search, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. box, you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of things that pop up, right? And this is mm-hmm. what people have been searching. So I mean, this is another you know good. Uh, idea that I would think it would be, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of what people are looking for, you know, so yeah, you know that you can target those kind of audiences. Because I heard a young guy, I forgot how old he was, he was really young, he would have to be like a teenager, and uh, he was trying to do a research on um, a topic of, of uh, skating and, you know, board skating, I guess, or whatever, and he couldn't find any good information online that really, you know, that satisfy his his uh, curiosity. So he decided mm-hmm. to write an ebook about it. Everything that he knows about skating. And the guy's making a whole lot of money from yeah. a topic that is so dear to his heart. You know, that right. topic that he enjoyed doing. 
and you know he's he made his first you know whatever amount of money you know selling his book for nine ninety nine I guess or something like that as an ebook you know downloading ebook on Amazon so you know and Kindle so what does that tell you you know I mean it's uh it's, it's very effective I mean of course you know we have to walk the walk and talk the talk so I'm I'm working on it myself you know right <laughs> and I do following. encourage people to choose a niche that they're passionate about instead of chasing the money because it takes time to build anything and so uh, eventually if you're only going for the money you're going to get tired and you're not going to put the energy into it so find something you love to do and just to give you an example with Facebook I typed in turtles to see if there's any people who like turtles and I found uh, over five, half a million of them. So wow. I clicked on um, I clicked on it, and this is what I literally did on 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 the air right now. All I right. clicked on it. It's five hundred fifty thousand two hundred twelve of them. So I clicked on that, and it shows me a page of more than a thousand people right there that like turtles. So if I was like really into turtles and I wanted to create a whole turtle world, I would connect to you know any of those thousand five hundred fifty thousand people. And just connect to them one at a time. Say, hey, I heard you love turtles too. I have a pet turtle, and I do actually have a pet turtle. Um, okay. And I, I'm thinking about you know creating a, a blog about how to take care of them, and you know you know here's my first post. What do you think? You know, please comment there, whatever, and start collecting and building this list of people who like turtles, so that maybe they want to join your newsletter, and so you can start doing that. And there's ways to make money once you have the people. You could do a video series on how to. Um, Take care of turtles. You could create an ebook like you mentioned, Rhea. You could teach a live workshop in person. You could do consult consultation on calling them in, you know, or skyping them one at a time and talking about their pet turtle. You could do pet turtle counseling. <laughs> you could do. I mean, I mean, That's whatever. That's so you, true. That's so you true. Want. With the other people, and it's and now it's easier than ever. And now, how much does it cost me right now to find a thousand people who like turtles? It costs Nothing. Me Nothing. And it costs me about maybe 10 seconds, maybe 5 to 10 right. seconds of my time. Right. And so right. so nothing right there. So it just cost me time. So suppose I had to work a full-time job like many of the listeners probably have to. Um, if I could just spend 30 minutes a day at the beginning of the day, maybe 30 minutes at the end of the day, or maybe at lunch, whatever is easy for you, and start connecting and bonding and, 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 and helping people. And, and naturally, um, you're going to be able to build your list of uh, fans right there. And maybe I was a novelist. Maybe I write. Maybe I want to write kids' books about um, about turtles or something like that. Uh, these people are the first people I would connect with. Say, hey, I wrote a kids' book about turtles. You know, you you like it. You know, what do you think? What do you think I should change about page forty? You know, um, do you like this illustrator or that illustrator? What do you think about this cover? You know, do you think I should part charge for uh, nine nine cents or nine ninety nine? And then what do you think? And so by the time the product is done. Um, it's already been beta tested, and that that cost me zero dollars and zero cents to beta test, and it's a perfect product for them, and they feel emotionally invested in it, and they're most likely to want to spread word about my turtle books that I've now created on the air, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, so I mean, so it doesn't cost anything nowadays to do that and find your niche. So let me, you know, just from uh, again from listening to you. Um, for those of us who really don't follow the process, what I heard you saying that you go ahead and share some of the stuff with you. So if you're working on something and you're trying to protect your, you know, I mean, obviously I'm I'm talking to an expert here. So if you try to protect your work, I mean, what's the process? I mean, how can you protect your work and not be, you know, so vulnerable to somebody taking your ideas and stuff like that and, you know, copy it as their own and, 
I think that's a good idea, a good question. I, I say instead of protect, project. So, you know, project right. it out in the world, and then everyone knows that you're the one that came up with it. Um, no one's going to want to steal it from you. You know, there's so many um, ideas out there, and there's more, so many ideas, but the way in which you uh, execute the idea can be different. You could be saying the exact same thing, but in two different ways. One person says it with humor. The other one says it dryly. The other person says it inspira- you know, inspiring. The other one says it like, you know, um, somebody from Enmo, Arkansas, or, you know, or from Hawaii. And they're saying it, the same thing in different ways. And so there's just more than enough for everybody out in the world. Absolutely. Um, you know, and there's, there's plenty of abundance. So I wouldn't be concerned too much about that. Um, but that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you because that's, that's, you know, that's what I believe. I mean, there's a plenty for to go around everywhere. But unfortunately, you always have some of these people, you know, who uh, they're trying to, to do shortcuts and, you know, and mm-hmm. they, they use other people's, unfortunately, and stuff like that. So I'm not going to take the turtle idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I <read it> turtle. <laughs> By the way, it's a really cute idea, but, hey, you, you have a turtle pet, so you probably know more about turtle than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was really I mean, cute. I, I thought it was example, a really good idea. What's that? Well, let's, say, let's say, for example, in your case, let's say, um, let's say that your your target market is people who like the book The Secret. So I could type in The Secret, like in um, in uh, Facebook. I have Facebook Graphs, which is free. And um, wait, wait, wait. What do you have? Uh, Facebook Graphs. Facebook Graphs. And you can actually Google it, and then you can sign up through Facebook, and and within twenty, forty, forty hours, they'll allow you ask. Um, Access to it. Okay. Uh, graphs, H E R A P as in Paul, H S as in Sam, graphs. Okay. And I typed in right here um, the secret. Let's, let's just say that that was your audience. And I see here there's 4,721,838 people that liked it. So I can click on this list right now. And um, it shows me the first thousand of them. So I could connect right now. This is my niche. Let's say this is my niche with people. And I can also go as, as with Facebook graphs. You can go as you can say um, people who like uh, the secret um, who are women, and um, probably three million. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Uh, let's say uh, who are women. Wh- what city do you live in? Uh, where I live. Yeah. I live in New Jersey, New York area. New York. Okay, so let's just say um, who uh, that live in New York. Let's just say. Okay. So now um, I still have over a thousand people. How many do I have? I have no idea, but still. So I can be as niche as because suppose you want to. So do you work can narrow it down really tight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could put down. Um, let's say that you um, people who Age like the group. secret who are women. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, people who uh, like the secret who are women that live in New York that have kids. Right. Um, so now. Let's see here. There are the half children, let's say. Or single. Have, single woman. A lot okay. of single women out here. Are <laughs> okay, there we are. So I have um so I have a now list of still over a thousand people. But I can even change it to, to New New Jersey, let's just say that um I'll do that right now. New Jersey. Wish you guys could see what I'm doing live, but I'm doing it right now. You can I wish I could, yeah, because I you know, because I'm afraid like we're gonna get interrupted, so I don't wanna even try to take a um a shot at that one because I'd love to see what you're doing. Sure, if we were doing it on Skype. Yeah, uh, well, I, right now I have a list right now, and I've over, I have more than 100 women right now who are uh, who like the secret, who are women that live in New Jersey and that are single. So I have over 100 of them right here. 
um, probably 500 or so. So that's really, really niche, you know. That's I pretty could even cool. put down that our, um, I don't know, there's so many different, you could just narrow it down. So let's just start with those 100 people. So that could connect to them and say, hey, you know, read the post and say like that and tell them who you are and, and say, hey, I have something inspirational that you probably like because you're a woman that lives in New Jersey that is single. Here's a post just for you. For women who are in New Jersey that are single, here's my post specifically for you. I think you'll like it. Uh, <laughs> and you could do a whole video series or or consultation for specifically women that are that live in New Jersey that like the secret and are single. And um, you could, for example, maybe yours would be like how to attract the man of your life um, through the law of attraction. Um, that lives in New Jersey. I mean, suppose that was your your book. Oh, that's you know? pretty pretty wild. But that's so you that's know? very clever, very clever, very clever. But that's just that's one way. But you could uh, I could I could go on and on. And we don't have enough time to do it. But there's a lot of other ways to to find out who your people are. No matter what you do, it doesn't have to be about books. I mean, suppose you wanted to create um, a new T-shirt that was mm-hmm. you know that was uh, I guess blessed by the by. Um, the Dalai Lama, you know, and it's specifically for women that live in New Jersey. You could do the same thing by connecting, hey, I have the perfect T-shirt for you. You should wear it. It says, you know, something inspirational on it. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's a service or a book or an audio series or a T-shirt or a new service or product. Finding the people is exactly the same process and connecting to them and bonding them as a human being um, really, really works. For example, I was um, putting together some uh, love stories, and I knew that my audience liked Nicholas Sparks books, so I could find my friends that like Nicholas Sparks books and connect them and say, hey, if you like Nicholas Sparks books, maybe do you mind giving me some feedback about this idea I have? And so I was able to get feedback right away, and people liked it and told me what I should do and what, what they thought. and You know, so it's free. It cost me $0 and 0 cents to do that. Very creative, and that's what that's why you are um, what you are, Jeff. I mean, obviously, you know your creativity and being uh, um, so innovative. And, and thank uh, you. yeah, no, I honestly, I totally say that. I mean, and thank you, you, you know, for our listeners. You know, you guys, you've heard it here <laughs> on this show. Uh, Jeff shared a lot, a lot of valuable information, and you know, you can also find out more about. Um, his uh, tips and, and, and some of the books that he has out by going to his website at com. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll wrap it up, Jeff. And again, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll be right back. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Today, our guest, Jeff Rivera, is an award-winning young adult fiction author. I hope you still like to be called that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, and, and a DPU uh, children book author, a popular, popular inspirational media personality. He has written for Entertainment Weekly, Hopkinton Post, School Library Journal, and many other national outlets. 
Um, before the break, we uh, we discussed a lot of different things, tips. Jeff had mentioned uh, different ideas, different way you can get your um, your book or whatever project that you're working on, and and it can really cost you near to nothing, zero almost. All it takes just a few uh, minutes of your time or seconds. Sometime you you did something on the air. Um, it took you what ten seconds you said to look up something. Maybe <laughs> maybe ten seconds, maybe five. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> maybe even five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So just you know, I guess the, the point is you know if you if you want to do something you know um, try not to find yourself an excuses why you can't do it because the uh, possibilities are endless. And uh, the result could be astounding, right? So, I mean, it's, it's really it's all up to you, I guess. So let's wrap it up, um, Jeff, um, and give us a few few things that you'd like to share with our listeners to get us off the air. Sure. I just uh, Another excuse people like to use in terms of money is that they, they don't have the support that they need. So um, think about bartering, trading. Um, there's always something you can give that someone needs. And then you can you can um, help somebody. So think about that. If there's really something you need, whether it's um, someone to type for you because you can't type, or uh, you need someone to fix your car, um, you know you can find someone you can give and barter something that you have a value uh, to get the things you need. Maybe it's editing for your book. Maybe it's um, I don't know what it, someone to wash your dishes for you. I mean, there's always something that you can do or that you can give. So always think about that as well as an outlet. Well, reach out, you know, I guess, you know, reach out to your, even your own community, some of the people that you, you know, that you know around you and see what they need and maybe you can offer them something in exchange for for them to do something else for you. That kind of uh, um, exchange method used to work years ago, and it worked really well before currency, right, before people exchange for money, you know, right. and, and they, they used to do exchange services, you know, I give you this and in return you give me that and whatever, and, it, you know, the idea is, like, it never goes out of style, I don't think. You know, so there's always people out there who will love to help you, um, you know, achieve your goals and, and, and uh, become the person that you, you know, but you have to take the initiative. You have to take that first step. And uh, I look forward to your video um, series, uh, Jeff. It, it sounds a great idea. When do you think it's going to be launched? Um, it's a matter of me clearing my plate. I have a book I need to write for a client. I have to finish it um, over the weekend. <laughs> and then after that, I'll have a more um, clear schedule. So I'm going to guess realistically probably about a month from now. So do you still write for um, the Huffington Post and some Forbes and stuff? I do. Um, I do write from time to time. I do a lot of interviews uh, for the different outlets. But uh, really, I'm really harnessing and focusing myself on being a full-time author, so I'll be doing less and less of that okay. and more and more of my own writing, I think. Well, Jeff, it's really been my pleasure. You are such an amazing person, and I'm so grateful that I, I've, you know, crossed paths with you and, and uh, you know, delightful, really. I mean, I Thank can't you. even express, you know, truly how I feel. But uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'd love to have you back on the air again, and maybe you can share some more things with us. And, and again, for our listener, make sure you visit Jeff's website and uh, sign up uh, for his newsletter and see how he can help you as well. You know, But uh, I wish you all the best because I know you are, you know, you're an amazing. You're an amazing person. Thank you. 
A Thank gift. You so much, no, man. you are a gift. Seriously. I mean, I think, you know, whether you're writing children books and inspiring some of these kids to like expand their, you know, um, their creativity and their mind, because, you know, when we live in a closed minded, you know, it depends on the environment that some of these kids live in. They could be under a lot of stress. And, and I, I came across some of these kids myself, you know, that I know. Um, and, and so when, when someone like you inspire them and open their mind, and I think this is a wonderful thing. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I really had a great time. Oh, thank you. Same here. So until next time, Jeff, stay amazing. Much love. Okay, you too. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, my friends, that concludes our show for today. And, uh, you know, look uh, for us uh, next week with great guests as well returning guests and uh we will be um speaking with you soon take care have an amazing day all the best are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with coach ria